Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hello, chickens. This is the fabulous Adam Richard, and I have a theory. Uh, okay, here we are. Uh, the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who. So we're watching a 60-year-old episode. It's not quite 60 years old yet. <laughs> it's got a few months to go. It's on the cusp. <laughs> it's on the cusp of 60. Um, an Unearthly Child, uh, written by Anthony Coburn. Um, and it's. Uh, I, I watched it on the Britbox because... Of my busted leg, uh, I can't get up and put my DVDs in, much as I would love to. Uh, but yeah, getting getting over to the PlayStation is tricky. Um, also involves making Gary do things. It's like, honey, like he must be so sick of the sound of my voice. Honey, can you bring me the honey? Can you, honey? Like it's driving him crazy. Uh, so I try to do as many things independently as I can. Like I just I asked him to bring me all my recording equipment, and I've just kind of. <laughs> made this weird nest in my bed. <laughs> I mean, it's also his bed. He's been sleeping in the lounge because he's worried about banging me in the knee. Um, that's not a euphemism. Like, I meant, like, bumping into my knee, <laughs> into my, my sore knee. Um, like, the the wound is healed, but, uh, yeah, it's still... I might wait until the scab's dropped off. Um, oh, yuck. <laughs> Just thinking about that makes me sick. Uh, anyway, The Unearthly Child. An Unearthly Child. It's not the, it's an indefinite article. Not the definite article. An Unearthly Child. It's a, it's a bit of a mouthful, An Unearthly Child, isn't it? Uh, so it starts with spooky titles. Which still is weird to me. Like the opening credits of Doctor Who still is weird. Like it is unnerving the music is creepy the the weird noises the all that kind of business and the the i think it's called howl around is the name of the technique where they would point a camera at a monitor that was showing the output of the camera so it kind of like feeds back on itself um which is how they kind of got those effects happening 
Like when I was deeply, deeply into a nerdy fit, I watched all of the special features on one of the discs. It might have been the Lost in Time disc or maybe the Unearthly Time disc a long time ago. And they've just got like, uh, like even though they've lost whole episodes of Doctor Who, they seem to have about 20 minutes of just this footage of the opening credits of before they edited them into what became the opening of Doctor Who, just various tests of this technique um but it is creepy uh and weird and i still really love it i'm like oh man like 1963 this must have completely blown people's minds they would have been like what is this show uh hello um so it starts off with a policeman uh london bobby um with the you know the big tall hat uh he's wandering around in the fog and he finds a scrapyard uh, and painted on the doors of the scrapyard, I am foreman. It's in Totter's Lane. And he tests the gate of the scrapyard and then he wanders off. And then the gate opens and uh, inside there's scrap in the yard, as you would imagine in a scrapyard. <laughs> and there in the corner is the police box. Um, and it's weirdly humming. I did not realise the police box was humming in the very first episode. Like, that is... I completely forgot about this. It's amazing. Um, then we get the credits on Earthly Child by Anthony Coburn. Um, the sign, the camera kind of pans... Pans. Uh, pushes into the sign on the front, you know, with the free for use of public, all that kind of business. And that just kind of goes blurry and then the camera refocuses and it's the Coal Hill school sign and there's teenagers in the hallway gossiping. Um, uh, Barbara comes in to visit Anne in his science class and she's whining about Susan Foreman, who's 15, and seems to know she knows more science than Anne and knows more about history than Barbara. Um, and Barbara told her she should specialise and she said, look, I'll help you at home. But apparently uh, Susan's grandfather doesn't like strangers. Um, Barbara said she went to have a word with the grandfather and when she got to the address that they've got for Susan on the school records, there's nothing there just an old junkyard um so barbara talks Anne into following susan home <laughs> which seems a bit weird for teachers to be doing to a student but hey uh, <laughs> uh then we see susan she's doing a weird dance uh listening to some guitar band on a transistor um and she's surprised that Anne knows about the band she's listening to on the radio. Uh, he's like, you know, I know stuff. Um, Barbara gives Susan a book on the French Revolution and she's like, I'll bring it back tomorrow. She goes, it's, you know, it's fine. You can have a few days. She goes, no, I'll have read about it. Um, <laughs> and they're like, well, can we give you a lift home? Because we're about to drive home. And she's like, no, no, I like walking home in the dark. It's mysterious. And Barbara's like, oh, okay. Watch out for the fog. Uh, and then Susan starts flipping through the... Um, French Revolution book and goes like, oh, that's not right. Oh my God. The French Revolution. She's correcting it. Um, so Barbara and Anne drive up to the junkyard uh, in their car. We don't really see them drive up. We just see them in the car. And it's implied that they've been driving. <laughs> um, uh, and then they're just reminiscing about some weird stuff that happened with Susan. And we get these little flashbacks of Susan in class. For instance, when she got confused about the decimal system, like about because they're at this point in time they're on pounds shilling and pence and she's like oh no i just forgot when it started in this country like um which is kind of weird because it does actually begin 
Like the decimal system does begin in about, is it like 10 years? Like when did they flip over to decimal in the UK? Is it in the 70s? Like it started in Australia in 66. So like three years after this, uh, Australia went over to decimal currency um, from pounds, shilling and pence. Apparently the Australian currency at one point was going to be called the Austral. Instead of the dollar, because we're like, well, we don't really too American about it. Um, there was like one of the names of the money that was pitched was the Austral, as in Australia. And someone pointed out it might sound a bit too much like Nostril. <laughs> I, wonder, I don't know how far it got. How far did it get before someone went, no, you don't want to be associating money with shoving things up your nose. Um, the Nostril. <laughs> I just can you imagine if it got that far? Yeah, it'll cost you seventy nozzes, mate. <laughs> yeah, it'll be sixty nozzes to get out of there. Um, oh, I don't know why it's sixty nozzes. <laughs> yeah, it'll be a it'll be a couple of snot sheets. Um, no, that's too bad. Uh, Oh, speaking of snot, I don't know if you overseas, any of you overseas people know that we call vanilla slices snot blocks in this country, which is, and we like vanilla slice is basically a cream slice, but cream goes bad in Australia. So we fill it with kind of jellied custard <laughs> and the bright yellow. So they're called snot blocks. Anyway, delightful. We eat the most wonderful foods. <laughs> um... So, yeah, Ian and Barbara reminiscing about Susan's weirdness in class. Uh, Ian recounts how she's, you know, bored with science. Like, there's some weird thing about the litmus paper. And she's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Like, can't we do it? Can't we do something more fun? Um, and then her j- just saying she can't do sums in only three dimensions. Like... <laughs> She wants to do she she wants to do fifth dimensional mathematics because um, he's like A B and C and she's like no you also need to do D and E uh, oh dear um, so while they're sitting there reminiscing about Susan and her weirdness uh, she finally turns up um, and goes into the scrapyard and Barbara wants to go Ian in and Ian's like, come on, Barbara, she's 15. She might be meeting a boy. And Barbara's like, oh, well, that would be amazing. Cause that would be the most normal thing about her. <laughs> um, and then Barbara has like a weird psychic moment. She's like, oh, I'm frightened. I feel like we're about to interfere in something that should be left alone. I wonder if the doctor has got a perception filter on the TARDIS at this point, and that's what's causing Barbara to go, yeah, maybe we should stay away. Maybe he's put like a weird perception filter on the whole junkyard, which is why even though the door was clearly open, the policeman, when he went and rattled the the gate, um, kind of thought it was closed and then walked away, but it opened and then, you know, we came through with the camera, but the policeman was not there. I wonder if I, I wonder if I'm, can, can I have a theory? <laughs> this is my theory that there is a, a low level perception filter on the junkyard. And that's why Barbara wants to leave. And that's why the policeman didn't know that the door was open. Oh, 
It's all, it's, there you go. That's exciting. That's fun when you watch the very first episode of Doctor Who and you can retrofit some modern uh, Doctor Who lore into ye oldie episode. That was awesome. Uh, All right, we will continue uh, An Unearthly Child in the next episode, then on to The Cave of Skulls, The Forest of Beer, and The Firemaker. It's four episodes of black and white weirdness uh, from 1963. 60 years old! So exciting! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.